Hello and welcome to NRI Women Podcast, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. I'm Nanora. And I'm Bettina. We hope in sharing these stories, you will be inspired, learn something new, or know you are not alone in some of the struggles you face. Our guest today is Samira Khan. Our first introduction to Samira was at a comedy show we attended. She stood on the sidelines of a packed room. She's tall, dusky, beautiful, wears a hijab, and seemed shy when she first got onto stage. And then she spoke. So my family gave me a logical reason as to why I was dark. You know, Samira, when you were little, you never drank enough milk. <laughs> they actually think that the they actually believe that the white color of the milk transfers to our skin. If that logic was actually true, I should be looking like a ghost now. Because my mom used to give me gallons and gallons of milk every day, hoping that someday I would be fair. And being fair is the biggest criteria for getting a suitable husband. I don't know if it's my good luck and their bad luck. My husband turned out to be so pale, so pale, just like the frozen chicken available in supermarkets. Perfect for marination. I call him my chicken. And that was just the beginning. For the next 10 minutes, she had the crowd in splits sharing different anecdotes from her life from being an NRI to using coconut oil for everything. Samira is a stand-up comedian. Yeah, in school my friends used to call me joker, clown and all that. Whenever they are upset, they would come to me, I'll make them laugh. Yeah, but uh, I always used to think that they were teasing me. And uh, I did not like it. Okay, But then internally I kept quiet because they are my friends. But later on, I realized that it's a very good quality to have. That's a, even now, my mother, I'm 35. My goodness, she still makes fun of me. She teases me. And you know, we have a good time laughing and all that. So it's good to be a clown. It's good to be a joker, regardless of the age. <laughs> so I used to love stand-up comedy when I was in college. And that was the period of 2001 to 2005. And uh, that the time I was introduced to Russell Peters because he was the most well-known names in stand-up. And that's the time when YouTube started getting popular. So I used to listen to Russell Peters every single day and I became a huge fan of him. But at that time, I never knew I would attempt one. Uh, a decade later, I didn't know. I used to listen to it. I used to enjoy Samira's choice to be a stand-up comedian and to pursue it is unlike the paths of other girls from a culture similar to hers. Uh, in my family, it's a normal course that girls follow. We finish our school, we finish college. By the time we are in third or fourth year, marriages are fixed. They get married and if they're lucky, they get to work. Most of my cousins are not working. They are in their house taking care of their family, which is good, which is good. They are happy as long as they are happy doing that. But this is a course. In my case, it was different. Uh, I am the first person in my family to go outside the country to study. So that was a very motivating factor for girls to go out of the state to study. So this is something 
that nobody will think about you know making standing on the stage and cracking jokes they don't think it is acceptable many of my relatives don't know i am into this and i am not doing it for their approval or their acceptance or anything i am doing this for myself so it's not something which is common in my family many of them don't even have an idea about what is stand up comedy all they hear is clown joker <laughs> Samira comes from a traditional Muslim Indian background though she and her siblings were born and grew up in the UAE My father is from Tamil Nadu my mother is from Kerala but she was uh, raised in Tamil Nadu so that's how they met but my father is a uh, Urdu speaking community uh, amongst the Muslims there are two types the Tamil speaking Muslims and Urdu speaking Muslims and they're very different from each other in types of their culture especially the way they conduct their marriages their lifestyle their food a lot of things are different well, they don't agree with each other on many aspects <laughs> just like every other people who have so many things in common i have a mixed bag <laughs> i cannot tell that i am from kerala or from tamil nadu or from uae i can say that i have the good things in each of this and i try and avoid the bad things <laughs> for example i don't approve of my dad's family's urdu they have destroyed it <laughs> they speak the bad urdu <laughs> yeah if i say that your um, listeners will have a good laugh <laughs> she even found a husband thanks to her sense of humor i met him on the internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah my 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 comedy is all not made up it's all the truth but not shadi.com jeevansathi.com yeah my parents put my profile in that and then they saw his profile they liked him but you see there is a history behind it because the guy who came to saw me before that his family was very upset when they saw me and it was very evident on their face so for my husband i told my parents show him my photo first and tell them i am his complexion plus coffee plus coffee plus coffee <laughs> show the picture only if he's okay with the picture let him come home i don't want any surprises so they met him he used to work for lulu so they went to lulu they met him they showed him my picture and my mom told the exact same dialogue my daughter is dark if this photo is okay for you you come home she told me to tell this to you so he liked that that daring attitude usually girls don't say that you know if you like the picture come home otherwise don't come so he took up the challenge and he came home and he told me he liked me much in person than the picture that's it so it's he's he's extremely white it's very unusual for this combination many people get a shock when he introduces me and when i introduce him because in india it's usually the other way around the husband is always either the same complexion or a bit plus coffees but in my case it's just the opposite <laughs> so when did she first start thinking of attempting stand up comedy i went to apply for a phd program in I was really geared up. My husband was sitting next to me. My son was crawling. He was one and a half, and um, they told me I'll have to present their research paper every four months. I have to and present a paper. After he told me I have to present something, I tuned out. <laughs> I told no, I can't do this. I can't present. I was real. I'm really terrified of public speaking. And even in my MBA, we had a communications class. I messed it up. In college, we had a communications class. I got a C. I literally gave the speech like this. And in the middle, imagine it's a scripted speech. 
I was speaking like this and another teammate had to come and continue lines from here. <laughs> it was that bad. I mean, I couldn't look and read. So that really affected. Uh, so I thought to myself, it's bad that I'm not pursuing my passion because of a fear in public speaking. I heard my friend talking about Toastmasters long back. I thought I'll try. Toastmasters International is a US headquartered non-profit educational organization that operates clubs worldwide for the purpose of promoting communication, public speaking and leadership skills. Um, around two years back, I was a contest chair. In Toastmasters, contest chair is more like an MC who conducts the show. So they always put me in humorous speech category. So my job is to warm up the audience so that the next eight or ten contestants will have a quality time on stage. So when I started my act and all that, I started making them laugh. We have a chief judge, so <laughs> Umaka, I mean, I call her Umaka actually. She told me, you know, Samira, I would pay to watch you do stand-up one day. That really clicked me because she is a very well-known personality in Toastmasters and everybody adores her, worships her and respects her. If she has to tell me something, she must have seen something in me. That comment had planted the thought in Samira's mind that she could be a stand-up comic. However, it was a few months later that she pushed herself to do something about it. Uh, in October 2016, I, uh, I attended a stand-up comedy show by some Indian comedians. You, there are some popular names, Nitin Mirani, Daniel Fernandez, okay, and uh, Abish, Abish Matthews. These are some popular names in India. And every, I keep listening to them and finally when I saw them live, I don't know, something snapped inside, Aditi Mittal. These are all some names in India. When I saw them perform live, I thought, I think I can do this. And just the same uh, day, I signed up for this Dubomedy 101. Just that one show, I have been attending shows, but that one show something, you know, because they are Indians, she's a woman. Yeah. And I thought I could do it too. In fact, Aditi Mittal, she doesn't know me, but she's played a big role. She being a woman, Indian, it's not a very big scene in India, but now it is. So that show kind of, sparked your interest yeah interest in attempting stand up samira had to drive up to 2 hours each way to do the course she didn't tell anyone in her family what she was up to she told them she was just doing another public speaking course just not the kind they expected and then on her graduation day i told my mom on the day of the show you know, I was just going for a public speaking, which is called stand-up comedy. She understood nothing, absolutely, because they don't know this. So it's like where you go and crack jokes and make people laugh. So today is a show, there are going to be more than 100 people, I'm going for the show. Okay, okay, she told, that's it. And then in the crowd, I see my dad and brother. I was so shocked. Six years I'm in Toastmasters, they have not come for any of my speeches and finally they are there to watch my stand-up comedy. <laughs> And my husband was brought in by his best friend, who is also my friend. So I told her, you bring him there at this venue at this time. She knew the surprise, but he didn't know. So it was a big surprise for all three of them. See, my husband was so proud. He was cheering. My dad and brother were shocked, but surprised and happy also. They, they, I don't know if they approve of it, but they don't say anything. I don't know, it's not orthodox, quite reserved, you know, uh, of course, it's not something that happens in our families, man. <laughs> and what was the crowd's reaction to that first show? 
it was fabulous i was shocked because humorous speech is a different thing stand up humorous speech is very well scripted well drafted stand up is different like the way it is scripted is different so i was shocked that people enjoyed it they laughed not only for mine it was a big encouragement for all of us in that batch now that she's a stand up comedian is out in the open who are her biggest supporters uh, actually my sisters both my sisters are i hard supporters of me doing the stand up in fact my youngest sister she is the most sarcastic woman you can ever find in the universe her jokes are all like very slapstick on the face but she does not have the courage to say that say that out i used to be like that some day she will be out of that too i hope and she helps me edit a lot of my scripts for both and my sister in laws my husband's cousins and his own sister they recently started to know that i am in this line so they enjoy watching my videos but not very much my cousins my husband's side and my my own siblings they like it and where does she find inspiration for her jokes introspection into my own life all the things very small things goes into the speech just for example buying a toothpaste i have had so many confusing moments while buying toothpaste you have seen the shelves when i was little it was like not bigger than half the table there will be signal whole gate and close up that's it it's easy to pick one now i spend like 10 minutes in the aisle so all these experiences adds up to writing a speech a person that i encounter in the elevator a simple act of going shopping buying ketchup smaller things all these goes into comedy in comedy small things makes a big difference just for example toothpaste my goodness i have seen toothpaste with salt uh, pepper Uh, clove ginger all the things that you need to marinate chicken <laughs> you know writing the joke from the process of writing a joke till the time it is uh, delivered it goes through at least 10 revisions because the script has to be really tight we have something called setup and punch okay, the, there is a premise and setup and punch there are there is a fixed process so it has to be tightened we call it tightening the script it has to be bam 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 otherwise the joke falls flat we make sure that we don't explain the joke okay if people laugh or don't laugh we go on so it goes through many revisions until the script is good enough to slap on the face kind of once she's happy with the script she rehearses it in front of her own special audience so i rehearse it as many times as each rehearsal makes us a tad bit more confident that's what my children they love to listen to me yeah the older one is 9 uh, and the younger one is 5 and a half they are my audience once i i get that confidence i i practice in front of my husband he does not even crack a small <laughs> smile so that gives me the courage to face a face a very hostile audience <laughs> i'm like you are my worst audience ever <laughs> Her family is very proud of what she does and Samira hopes to lead by example with her children. I don't want to advise them but I hope that they will learn by seeing me. They would learn to talk their mind. Basically, that's all. I just want them to speak out their mind and be honest. All my all my script is based on my life. They see that because whenever I tell them, they know when that happened. 
so I am saying the truth. It's just that I am saying it in a funny way. To see the lighter side of life, to, uh, to be happy and you know, uh, spreading joy in life and to speak out our mind. I, I hope that they learned this from me. Samira has found the courage to do this from her own parents. My mother looks after my children whenever I go for stand-up course, practice sessions, rehearsals for Toastmasters. For all this, she takes care of my children because when I return home, she sees a different person. She sees a much happier me. So that is a very, very encouraging factor for my parents to let me do what I want. Let me do what makes me happy. They don't know what I do. They have no idea. They may or may not approve of it. But for them, as long as it makes me happy, they're fine with it. That's a big motivating factor for me. And when it comes to sending uh, me to the US, I think they were mad. I don't know how they got the courage. I mean, I would never do it. I would never do it. I mean, I don't know how they got the courage. They thought that, especially my father, I really thought he went mad. You became a millionaire, I asked him. I have been saving for the last four or five years. I have saved enough. I think I can pay. Why don't you try? So that's the first time I saw a very different parent from the rest of the parents in my family. That motivation, that encouragement is still there. I think it, they have played a big part in my life. Not I think. It is a fact. And what has she discovered about pushing the boundaries for herself? Pushing ourselves outside our comfort zone is one of the best discovery a person can ever have. I have pushed myself twice outside the comfort zone. One was for stand-up comedy and um, one was uh, for when I was preparing for the World Championship of uh, Public Speaking semi-finals last year. It needs a lot of courage and uh, I realized that I thought I was chicken I realized that I had it in me to face an audience of mixed culture. I realized that I can face an audience who are judgmental. I realized that it's not about uh, me, it's about my message. That's what. And um, I always used to think that dressing plays a big role on stage. It doesn't. It's what you say that plays a big role on stage. A lot of discoveries. I can I can give a speech on it. What what I discovered about myself. It's a beautiful journey. Standing there on the stage, and making people think and making people laugh, and uh, it brought out the best in me in terms of being a good human being. So, trying to make a person smile is the biggest gift anybody can give anyone. Not money. Not anything. Not advice, definitely not advice. I am not the advising kind. I am the making them laugh and clown kind still. And what would she like to say to others who are holding themselves back? They have to prove themselves wrong. Every time I go on stage, it is an attempt to prove myself wrong that I cannot do this. I challenge myself. So I tell all the women out there, you are your worst, you are your best competitor. Challenge yourself. When I go on stage for contests, None of the other contestants are my competitors. My own fear, our own fear, our own anxiety, our apprehensions, our image about ourselves is our biggest competitor. Not nobody else. They don't have any outside enemies. Enemies living within. 
Be that enemy. Prove yourself wrong. It took Samira over a decade to defeat the enemy within, but in doing so, she believes she has found her purpose. After I joined Toastmasters, they told me you can attempt humorous speech. And uh, I did not even prepare. I just wrote something about how people drive in India and how particularly my husband drives in India. And people were just laughing and I was shocked. And that's when I realized, oh my God, I can make people laugh. My friends were not wrong. I am a clown. <laughs> They were laughing like anything and that's when I started getting into humorous speeches. So that was a big change for me that yes, I can make people laugh and I should continue doing so because the world has enough of technology. We need people who can make others laugh. We couldn't agree more. After all, life is better when you're laughing. Join us again next time for more inspiring stories of NRI women. If you like the show, please recommend us to a friend and don't forget to rate us. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us at hello at nriwoman.com or Twitter at nri underscore woman. Stay tuned for highlights from the next episode at the end of the show. You can see and learn more about the amazing women we chat with on our Facebook page or website www.nriwoman.com. I'm Lenora. And I'm Bettina. Until next time. Keep learning, keep inspiring, and be kind. Next week on NRI Woman. You need a sadhana. You need a consistent practice. You want to get over your fears in the long run. You sit down, you observe your breath, and go into a state of meditation. Slowly, 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 every day. You start off with 15 minutes, you build it up to 20 minutes, go up to 30 minutes. You keep building your breath meditation practice. New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe. If you like listening to different podcasts, be sure to check out Ghosts of the Stratosphere. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts. From the galactic depths of the comic book universe comes the ghosts of the stratosphere, ready to galvanize and energize your mind with the latest of comic book news and reviews. And why, why are you stopping me? Yes, that's much better. Hi, this is Andy Larson for Ghosts of the Stratosphere. Join me every week along with my co-hosts Rob Stewart and Chad Smith as well as a cavalcade of fantastic comic book guests as we dish out heaping helpings of the greatest and latest of comic book news and reviews. New shows posted every Tuesday with bonus shows every first Friday of the month. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher under Ghosts of the Stratosphere as well as on our website www.gotstratosphere.com Hope to see you soon, folks.